G'day Thrivers, Jess here and welcome to episode 300 of the Create and Thrive podcast. I can't believe we've hit such a milestone and it's fantastic to be here still after all this time. And today I have a great episode for you. I'm drawing on my 14 plus years of experience as a handmade business owner and I'm sharing with you 10 truths about handmade business. But before we get into that, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for your ratings, your reviews, your emails, your messages. Thank you for sharing this with your community. Thank you for coming on over and joining this Rabbit Circle and taking my courses and all of the things over the last 10 years, because this is also the 10 year anniversary of me starting Create and Thrive, my business helping makers to turn their handmade hobby into a thriving and profitable profitable business. So this is uh, a bit of a milestone party right now. So thank you to everybody who has been part of my journey. Thank you for trusting me to help you over all these years. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still enjoying doing this. I'm loving being here on the podcast. I'm loving doing my YouTube over at youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den is where you can find all of my uh, content over there. I do a video every week to help you on your hammer business journey. And yeah, I'm still having fun and I'm still enjoying helping you to grow your businesses. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. It's funny how things have changed over the last decade. You know, when I started doing this, I was one of very few people (laughs) who were teaching about this online. And now it's a huge industry. There's so many people you could be learning from and you're still here learning from me. So I really do appreciate that. Okay. So let's get on with today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. As always, please feel free to get in touch. Give me some feedback. You can hit me up on Instagram at create and thrive. I would really love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you're, what you've learned over the years from me, from the podcast, uh, it would mean a lot to me. So let's get on with it. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. I've been running my own handmade business since 2008 and I've been full-time since 2010 and in that time I have learned many, many, many lessons and today I want to share 10 of those lessons with you. This is 10 truths about handmade business. Number one, everything will take longer, a lot longer than you think it will. Setting up a website, developing your brand, working out your pricing, doing your social media posts, working out what social media you should post on, which ones are working now, which ones are gonna be working in six months time, which products should you sell, which products do people want, are you selling those products in the right place? There are endless decisions and endless jobs, honestly endless, you will actually never get through them all when it comes to running a handmade business, especially if you're the one doing everything. Just accept that everything you go to do will take a lot longer than you think it's going to take. Therefore, you need to have patience and perseverance if you want to succeed with this business. Number two, you cannot compete on price. So you need to find something else that makes your business stand out from the rest. 
If you're trying to compete on price, you're treating yourself like a commodity. And it's simply not something that you can do sustainably for the long haul. Yes, obviously there is a range in the marketplace of what is generally going to be acceptable and that people are willing to pay for your work. But if you're looking at your competitors and just trying to undercut them and everybody else is doing the same thing, it's just a race to the bottom. And it's something that we need to prevent ourselves from doing. And it's something that we need to resist doing in order to make sales. Because what's the point if you are consistently cutting and cutting and cutting your prices, how are you going to make this business sustainable? A business is only sustainable if it's making a profit and if you're making a living from it, if that's what you want to do. So you can't compete on price and you can't be constantly dropping your prices and running sales in order to be successful. You need to figure out what else it is that people care about and why they're buying from you as opposed to somebody else. What are you giving them that they can't get somewhere else? Why are they choosing you? You need to help people fall in love with your business and what you do so that they choose to purchase from you rather than somebody else. Find your unique selling proposition, the thing that makes you stand out. Communicate that in your branding and your brand messaging and you will be leagues ahead. Number three, you will have unhappy customers and sometimes they are the problem, not you. The customer is always right, isn't technically true. <laughs> sometimes they're wrong, but hey, sometimes you're wrong. And when you are the one who is wrong, then you need to own up to it and make amends for it. But just be prepared that you cannot please everybody. And somewhere along the line, someone will be unhappy with something that you do. Do the best you can, handle it with grace, take a step back. In fact, I have a whole video on how to deal with unhappy customers. I'll put a link to that here. You can save that one for later because there are steps that you should follow when this happens to make sure that you come at it from a place of calm and professionalism that will help your business in the long run. But don't live in fear of this. Just accept that it happens to everybody, no matter how hard you try, no matter how awesome you are, no matter how wonderful your product is, sometimes things go wrong and that's just life. Number four, there will be days or weeks, or possibly even months where you fall out of love with your business and your craft. This is normal and it happens to almost everybody somewhere along the line. I see this as part of the creative cycle and sometimes you're at a high point in the cycle. You're in love with everything. Everything's wonderful. It's so exciting. And sometimes you're in the lull at the bottom point of the cycle and you hate everything you do. <laughs> you don't want to be doing it anymore. But just accept that that is a cycle and that you will come out of that again, most likely. When I get to that point, I tend to try to take a step back, recharge myself, do some things that will give me some energy back. And I also don't stress about it because I've been through it so many times now that I know that it's just a natural cycle. And also try to think about what it is you love about your craft and about your business. One thing I always do is, you know, if I'm sick of making the same pair of earrings for the 200, 300th, 400th time, uh, I just check myself and go, hey, hang on a second here. If you weren't doing this, what would you have to be doing to make a living? That is usually enough to wake me up to myself and make me realize how awesome it is that I'm able to do this for a living. Number five is no less than 50% of your time will be spent on non-making tasks when you run a business. In fact, in the beginning, it is much more than this and you just have to be ready for this and accepting of this. In the first few years 
I would say, of your business, you're going to be spending an awful lot of time working on the business side of things rather than actually just making stuff because you're learning, you know, you're in an upward learning curve and there is a lot that you need to get your head around. You need to learn how to be a photographer, an editor. You need to learn how to write copy. You need to learn how to be an SEO expert. You need to learn how to be a marketer. You need to learn how to be in customer service. You need to learn how to be the CEO. You need to learn how to do bookkeeping. Like it's so much that you have to get your head around when you're starting a business. Don't get discouraged if it means you're spending a lot of time on that stuff. That is normal and it will change and shift over time. You'll be able to spend less and less time on that stuff and more and more time on the making when you have developed and grown your brand and your business and learned all of those lessons or possibly outsource them to somebody else. Number six, there is a wall you will hit at one point or another, and you will have to decide if you're wanting to break the wall and go past it and expand, or if you're happy to stay in your nice little safe courtyard. Either choice is fine, but you're going to have to make a choice. Basically, you'll just get to the point where you simply cannot do more than you are already doing, and in order to expand your business, you will have to get help, okay? And if you don't want to expand your business, that's fine. Just manage it the way where it is and keep it where it is. I have chosen the second option with my jewelry business. Sure, I could have hired people. I could have hired uh, people in all elements. I could have pushed and gotten my stuff into heaps of wholesale shops. I could have hired a marketing person to boost my website uh, traffic and growth heaps and heaps, but I didn't want to because I want to keep my business to a certain size. That means that just me and my husband, Nick are the only employees and it doesn't, we don't have to bring anyone else on board. Why? Because we like the freedom to be able to close our shop and go traveling whenever we want to. You know, we've got family overseas. We like to go be able to spend some time with them. If I was responsible for other people's livelihoods, I wouldn't be able to do this. And so that was part of the freedom element was part of the decision making process for me. We are earning enough money to live the way we want to live with the business at the level it is at now. You don't always have to grow bigger. You can get to a point where you're happy with it and keep things at that point, but you are going to have to make that choice at some point or another. Related to that is number seven, and that is you can't do it all by yourself. You can't do it alone. Yes, you might be the one running everything to do with the business, but chances are other people are helping you in other ways, even if it's just moral support, even if it's just answering questions, even if it's just you here watching me on this YouTube video, this is me helping you. Okay. You're learning from somebody else. So you can't shut yourself off and do it all alone. You have to be open to learning and accepting help and advice from other people. Just make sure you're listening to the right people. And also it's really helpful to have a community and colleagues who understand what you're going through. So find yourself a community of like-minded makers, whether that's at your local market, whether it's on a, in Facebook somewhere. Uh, if you want to join my community, you can do that. It's called the Thriver Circle. It has not only the community, but a whole bunch of other things that will help you grow your handmade business faster, including my Your Year to Thrive course, which is a year-long course, one lesson a week, very doable in a normal, hectic, busy life that will help you to start and grow a thriving and profitable handmade business. You can find out more about that at thrivercircle.com. 
Whatever you do, however you choose to do this, I strongly recommend you do find that support somewhere because it will, it really helps to know that other people have gone through or are going through what you are going through right now and you are not alone. Number eight, working for yourself is more secure and potentially a lot more profitable than working for somebody else. I think people are starting to understand this more, especially I think COVID probably helped with this. A lot of people were furloughed or lost their jobs. And, you know, if you look at just Etsy, they had, they doubled the amount of sellers on Etsy in like a year or two during the pandemic, because so many people were like, well, I need to try to make money myself, right? So I love being self-employed because I am in control of how much money I make. I could work harder and I can make more money or I can be happy with where I am. And that's where I am right now. Happy with the amount of money we're making. And it's enough for us. Whereas when you have a job, you have a ceiling, you know, you have a salary, you have a certain wage that you are earning. You can't, no matter how hard you work, how many hours you work, you generally don't earn more than that wage or salary. And also having your own business, you are in control. It's up to you to decide where you want to go with it, how much money you want to make with it, how much you want to work. And for me, I really, really love that element of it. And I find that much more safe and secure than relying on someone else to decide that I'm worth employing. Running your own business is truly empowering because you are the one with the power to decide what you want it to be. Number nine, you will doubt yourself. You will be scared. You'll wonder if it's all worth it. Spoiler alert, so does everybody else who runs a business. You are not alone in this. It is perfectly normal to feel self-doubt, to feel fear, to have an existential crisis. Is this what I should be doing with my life? (laughs) You know, all of those things are very common and very normal when it comes to starting a business like this. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I want you to realize that everybody feels fear. The only failure is to not do it anyway. Courage is not, courage is not not being scared. Okay. Courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. That is what courage is. And courage is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. Okay. The more you put yourself out there, the more things you try, the more things you experiment with, the more you go, yes, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. The more you will be able to do and the further you'll be able to go. Whenever you're making a decision, just ask yourself, honestly, what is the worst that can happen here? And most of the time, it's probably not very bad at all. Number 10, there is no one right way to do anything. There is only the right way for you. Yes, listen to advice from people like myself. Listen to our experiences. Listen to what we've gone through. But you don't have to do what we tell you. You don't have to do what anyone tells you because guess what? It's your business and you have to do it your way. And yes, this can be a little bit scary for some people who are used to being told what to do. But if you're going to run a business, you have to be comfortable being the one making the decisions. Listen to advice, but trust your own instincts, trust your own knowledge and know what you want. And this is what it comes down to at the end of the day is knowing your why. Why are you doing this and what do you want to achieve? What is your end goal? When will you be successful? What does success look like to you? It's going to be different for everybody. And the, the place that you want to get to is going to be different for everybody. So all you have to do is work out what that is and then work out the best way for you to get to that point. You know, you could run a successful handmade business without even having a website. 
You could go to a lot of markets and shows and sell your wares that way. You could focus on wholesale, selling things via wholesale and not selling online at all. Or you could be like me who sells pretty much exclusively online. I don't do markets. I don't chase wholesale. I only do it when they approach me, which is pretty rare because I don't put myself out there for it. So there's so many different paths forward here to being successful. So many different levels of business development and growth that you could be aiming for. It's going to be different for everybody. And the right way to get there is also going to be different for everybody. Yes, there are some fundamentals. Absolutely. But beyond that, it's up to you to work out where to go and how to get there. Isn't that exciting? Thanks so much again for listening to the show. If you have a moment, I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a rating or review. If you've never done that before, it would mean the world to me and I would so appreciate it. And the second thing, head on over and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Now, of course, video, you know, you you don't just have to watch video. You can always put it on and listen to the audio a la podcasting. So, uh, and you know, I have a lot more content over there as well that you're missing out on by only being here on the podcast. So if you want to get access to all of my best content, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den, and you can get access to all of that. And of course, finally, I would love to welcome you in the Thriver Circle and help you one-on-one to grow your business. If you would like my guidance and support in that fashion, head on over to thrivercircle.com. I'm in there every weekday, hanging out, answering questions. Also, you get access to my Your Year to Thrive course, which is a year-long course that will teach you everything you need to know to start and grow a thriving and profitable handmade business. One lesson a week for 52 weeks. Nice and doable in a busy life because I know we're all busy. And of course, we also have live chats, calls, workshops every month as well and challenges regularly. And there's a wonderful group of people in there who are all beautifully positive and really supportive. So I would love to welcome you into our community, thrivercircle.com. Thanks again for being here. I'm looking forward to episode 301. Catch you soon and bye for now.